The following episode is brought to you by Valentine's Day. I don't know. <laughs> buy a chocolate. All right, one more time. We're going to get you to do that one more time, Paul. Just uh, <laughs> Valentine's know, Day this is... This doesn't uh, make any sense. I apologize. Valentine's I'm trying to come up with this on the fly, and it's not working out very well. All right, let's 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 go. I'm ready. Serious right. face. Take six. <laughs> Just, uh, Valentine's this Day is, is paying this is us for a lot. Our, this is for our B-roll when we release an album. Right. Look well, for our B-footage one someday. I'm, I'm just saying, Valentine's Day is paying good money for this spot, and uh, you know we, we came back. We're not pot fighting. We just want to make sure that they get their, their run. So let's try it again from the All top. Right. Take good. eight. <clears throat> the following episode is brought to you by Valentine's Day. Enjoy your day with your sweetie or not if you don't have a sweetie. Actually, I've heard good things about trying to go to a bar late at night on Valentine's Day and seeing who the most desperate person is and seeing – you know what? Never mind. Uh, Paul, that, that, that's kind of depressing. Uh, <laughs> we'll just stick to stick to the – stick to I don't like, want to stick to the script. Love, no, stick to love. Uh, chocolates. Love is overrated. Hallmark what? is paying good money to have Valentine's Day on this show. So make sure you mention chocolates, love, uh, sweets, those stupid little candy chalk hearts, and uh, we could start the show. So let's just go. Take Dan. Go. The following episode is brought to you by Valentine's Day. Chocolate, love, sweethearts, and those awful little candy hearts here let's you know what no we're not all right we'll cut it there and then uh, we're good no we can just cut that at that little part of the end can we yeah that's fine okay we're good it's these policies in many instances either reflect or take into account the proximity of the united states Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is February 14th, and welcome to episode number 75 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the U in color commentary this is the show where americans and canadians pretty much get together and learn about each other's respective countries from two people that i don't know have a mediocre knowledge of its inner workings i am mr paul swickard and joining me is mr ryan murphy ryan hey that ha- was perfect happy valentine's day that was perfect happy 75 that was really that was really really good what are you talking about i don't know what you're talking about right okay Man, that guy in the booth is a real dick. He's kind of an ass. <laughs> yeah. He's not, a producer. Whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. expect much from producers. He gets paid way more than we do, and that's for sure. It's Valentine's Day. Yay. Yay. And it's, I don't. It's, but it's it's seventy the seventy fifth episode. We didn't even think of that when we were writing these notes in. That's a that's a milestone. I guess it is. It's I hadn't a, thought about that. It's divisible by twenty five. That's gotta be mean something, right? Uh sure. Sure. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's how milestones I wanna, work. I don't want to take anything away from that. I just know, like, I, I, I guess I hang around too many other people that have done shows way longer than this. True. And so I'm just kind of like, yeah, episode 75, all right. We're not Try quite to- instance numbers, right? Well, yeah. Uh, what is, right? <laughs> Except for, like, Ibit Co- and Coverville. Coverville. <laughs> <laughs> We're not Coverville numbers, nor will we ever. We'll probably I, I, die. I, I, yeah, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> a thousand episodes. Think about that. A thousand episodes once every blue moon. That's got to be like, what, 12 episodes a year? 
man, we got this forever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, any special plans? It's Valentine's Day, you know, just yeah, um, doing anything. Ashley and I will exchange gifts, and by that I mean she had something put together weeks ago, and I dropped her off for work this morning and picked something up at the old Walmart. <laughs> uh, I put thought into it. I just did it the last minute. That's when all the good stuff's available, right? But no, we're just going to relax. totally true. I'm going to cook dinner. She's going to pick a movie, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's a good excuse to just hang out with uh, with the wife. Oh, well, then, you know, whatever excuse you need, man. I don't need – yeah, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't need an excuse. <laughs> I'm just using this – no, it's Valentine's Day. I'm not I'm, – I can't work. I can't go outside. Are you kidding me? I got to stay inside and relax. Yeah, it's cold over there, isn't it? I shoveled the driveway before we started <laughs> recording and uh, this might be the painkillers talking, but yeah. It is a balmy 80 degrees in where I am right now. It's minus 8 right now. Yesterday was minus 30, which is probably Whoa. like uh, probably like zero – Fahrenheit or close to it. Um, I, I, you know, I keep hearing this phrase thrown around: "Winter is coming." I just want winter to go the hell away. Like I just, I am, I'm done with winter. I know I'm a Canadian. I'm supposed to love winter, but like, enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. I, see, okay, this is the odd thing about living in California. Mm-hmm. We don't have seasons. That sounds really. terrible. Well, see, I to some people it's heaven. Right, if you're from Minnesota, like my wife, then it's it's just it's magical. You yeah. don't have to deal with snow. It's fantastic. On the other hand, I've lived here my whole life. I've never like noticed a difference between summer versus fall versus the winter. Really? There's not much. Like it just kind of is. And I wouldn't mind I don't think. See, I don't even know. But I wouldn't mind living in a place that actually had seasons. Like, not overly drawn-out seasons, like, you know, six months of winter. But, like, I don't know, somewhere like Colorado or somewhere like that where it would just kind of, like, be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you have your you have your spring, you have your summer, you have your fall, you have your winter. You're good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I shouldn't complain. There are worse parts of Canada getting hit with this winter weather. But, like, Ontario <laughs> is kind of is, is a nice four-season setup. You have... Your summer, you have your comfortable days. Sure, you have your hot days, but most of it's comfortable. Spring, excellent. Fall, fantastic. Winter, again, just like summer, you got your bad days. But you got your other good days where it's like only minus 10. The roads are cleared off. There's, there's It's not snowing. It's not freezing rain. It's just beautiful out. Today is, is that kind of day. It's actually really nice outside, which oh, is why good. I'm inside recording a podcast. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Ryan, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We so do. We get into it. Um, you know what? I'm going to play a clip for starters. That's what I'm going to do. Do it. All right. The House has done its job. Now, why don't you go ask the Senate Democrats when they're going to get off their ass and do something <laughs> other than to vote no? The House has done its job. <laughs> uh, that is House Speaker John Boner. Yes. Really? Is that why we have B-O-E-H-N-E-R, Boner. You just put the you just put the easy laugh at the very start of the show. I know, right? He is a Republican from Ohio. Um, recently, the Washington Post uh, did a graph mm-hmm. in how much that man has sworn to the level of crisis that he's swearing about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, he, he's uh, Boner, kind of he swears publicly sometimes 
and it's odd for a you know for a representative yeah but uh, yeah so he they they recently graphed out how many times like the degree of swear to the degree of whatever the crisis is and it's it really the man i i it's odd because the degree of his swearing Mm -hmm. often overreaches the degree of what he's talking about he he loves he's an ass man i can tell by the graph he's an ass man uh Whatever the hell happened that caused him to swear twelve, say the f word twelve times, uh, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Like that seems it's funny. Like you, you think, can say fuck. This is a right. Joke. We sure. can say fuck. <laughs> um, but you look at this. You look at this graph, and you think, I know he is a a public speaker, and he's um, an ass. Like he's a real kind of a dick. You can even just get it from that one clip. He's the funny thing kinda... is, like in Canada, I'm pretty sure that if a politician does something like this. They are punished, uh, you know. Punished, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't swear. Well, there is, there are social problems with doing this. Like now, you know, the, some people have you know strong opinions about whether or not you can swear. So, so what do you mean? Like you, like you get fined? What's think, the problem? I think you get fined. I might have to look into this. I'm pretty sure I've heard like stories of people like getting upset in, in, in the House of Commons and then, like, the speaker can, like, throw them out of the House of Commons if if <laughs> it gets that bad. Uh, it might They might get fined, but at the very least, they're made to apologize. So... Wow. And I don't See, think I'm kidding. Like, sometimes they have to apologize. I don't think... That's a good question. I don't know that this man has ever apologized for anything, so I don't know. Is he doing this in public? Like, or is he doing... Oh, yeah, dude, that was a press conference. Okay, so the, uh, is he? He's <laughs> no, not. You don't get more public. Is he? No, well, sorry, I should have rephrased. Is he doing it on the job, or is he? I, okay, uh, I should rephrase again. Is he doing it in the Senate, like when he's working, as opposed to um, oh, just talking to press? Uh, every time that I think is listed, it is not while speaking at the House of Representatives. You know what I mean? Like he's not behind the podium in that big room with all the other congressmen. I don't think that's happened, but every time that they're referring to that I can see is all during like a, some sort of press event where the press is there. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's hiding it. On the other hand, it's like, I mean, is this person ever off the job? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is part of his responsibility. Like there, there are instances that I was just reading, like it, it, like even speaking of language, literal language, um, someone was being fined for violating like the, um, the official languages act. Like by not tweeting in both English and French, and they're being written up for it. So <laughs> that I knew. Yeah. We we take this pretty seriously here in Canada, and we want our representatives to behave in a way that is, uh, like even Rob Ford didn't, as far as I know, didn't really swear uh, on the job. He kind of just did drugs. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine in Toronto. Uh, anywhere else, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, but yeah, that is pretty fascinating that he, he just gets away with it. He doesn't get punished at all. He just does it. I don't think so. That's I mean, weird. I, I'm not even sure I'd want him to. Like all of the problems that he would have for doing that is getting any, you know, any social conservative vote. But I don't think he has a problem with that. So I think he's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not – there's no explicit consequences to <laughs> using filthy language in public. Yeah, I was just going to do a oh, – Like it's... I mean if he does coke – <laughs> he might something might happen or he like kills a prostitute or something 
So we got just searching for it, like it's it's all over the place. There's a YouTube video of Trudeau, a, a future. Uh, oh man, his father was just famous for having salty language. But we oh, have yeah. we have a thing called unparliamentary language. Yes, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a Canadian thing. It's uh, in on oh, Wikipedia. It's got a pretty interesting thing here. It's just it kind of going back and forth like. Justin Trudeau to Peter Kent called him a piece of shit during question period. He got written up and had to apologize. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, pompous ass is one probably uh, Trudeau's father that did that one. Uh, Canadian Mussolini. This is great. I'm going to link to actually. I'm going to link to this, but it's basically just it's a it's a term thrown around for people who aren't uh, behaving nicely. Actually, I should save that link. Some of these quotes are great too. Like it, it, it's funny. Sometimes he completely overreaches the size of the size of the crisis to the, the language, and other times, it, it like you'd think much stronger language would be appropriate for the, the level of crisis that he had. <laughs> like for example, he straight up told uh, a senator to go fuck himself. Hmm. <laughs> like, Thank and that do. was, and that was in uh, January of 2013. And that was right during the I, – I, we were doing the show at the time. You remember the fiscal crisis thing? Yes. Like we didn't have a budget. So it like really like just was a royal cluster. But yeah, like he told a Democratic senator. He said literally go fuck yourself. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah. And I disagree. Like they have that crisis listed as an eight. I don't know. I, I think that was closer to a nine or a ten personally. Like mm. that was – that was a pretty big freaking deal. Yeah, don't don't swear on the job, if you, especially if you're a public representative. I I don't especially care. I care more that he like I care more that he you know. There's a difference between saying that something is shitty versus calling somebody specifically and just saying that's a shitty person or like just something like, like that. Yeah, calling people names basically. Don't yeah, right. Don't be a twelve year old. Like like telling him tell. Uh, Telling him that is—I mean, you could tell he was getting—it was getting personal. Well, the funny thing is, is that your your son will learn to do things that this guy can't do, and he's a public re- elected official who is uh, appears to be about fifty or sixty. Uh-huh. And and your son eventually, you know, after he gets through the the uh, terrible twos or whatever, whatever kids do when they're when they're young and they're calling people names, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to it. He's no, gonna he's be not too yet, but he's close. He's gonna behave better than this person who is an elected official. Let me just <laughs> elected elected. Yeah, I official. Know. He's not. I don't. He's not even the worst. In do my you guys opinion. like higher? Like like? Do you guys like voting for bullies and and asshats? The like, people. <laughs> the people. Is that just vote? a certain part of the country that likes to vote in? Yeah, assets? I would argue that the people who vote like consistency. You know what I mean? Like they, a lot of these people have been in office for a long time, and it's a name that they know. So old people is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, old people vote. That's that's the sad truth of it. There are like most of the people who vote are old. Well, it's actually funny locally here. Um, right. I guess I shouldn't say that. There is a greater percentage of voters who are older, or rather, among old people a lot of them vote versus younger generations who less of a percentage of those particular generations vote. Yeah. Well, here we have an example that uh, where somebody got in and he just he stayed in forever 
because just the same people were voting over and over, like just every year that there was an election, they would vote for this guy because they they were comfortable with the changes or uh, standstill he was creating in this part of the country. And um, recently, pretty publicly actually, he's uh, he w- he went from uh, election fraud to uh, he, he overspent on his budget, and then he he basically resigned, and now he could be going to prison <laughs> for it. Uh, Who's this? This is a, a local uh, MP, I think. Uh, kind of like what would be your equivalent of a Senate person, probably. Really? Yeah, Dean Del Mastro. He's uh, he basically overspent by like ten or twenty grand and covered it up. It's allegedly he he the the court found him guilty and he could face a fine or and or six years in prison or something. Huh. Yeah, and I think they're still deliberating or still trying to figure out what to do with them. But because of that, it took such a drastic event like that to get this guy to stop being reelected. Because every year, the same people will go out and vote and reelect and reelect. So we'll see. We might have some change coming forward locally, which would huh. be nice. But yeah, it's just interesting. It's yeah, it, stuff like that happens here too. People, it, it, yeah, I'm not saying it's like it's a unique thing or it's surprising that it's happening. Well, it happens all I the think time. It's just a human problem. It's yeah, like yeah, definitely a human problem. That guy has a lot of human problems. Um, <laughs> he loves the flesh. What? Well, <laughs> maybe I don't know. He's got um, plenty of pie to eat at home, so we won't go there. But do you remember that uh, Rob Fort quote? <laughs> If you don't, this is sounding really terrible right now. All right. Let's move on. Ryan, yeah. shall we talk about Canadian as a trusted business or sexy accents? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, I think we might have to go with sexy accents because this accents. surprised me. This article surprised me. This surprised me too, actually. Um, talk to me. Like, okay, so sexy accents. Who's Who's up there? Who is up there? Well, you've got on the top – the very tippy top, the uh, the United Kingdom, Eng- the English, the British yeah. accent, rather. I should uh, that 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 part doesn't surprise me really. No, actually, yeah, like I love the British accent. It's fascinating. <laughs> you yourself, okay? Yeah. Oh, I find it incredibly sexy. Okay. Sometimes I'll just go around the house talking like Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's just like I am okay. now attracted to myself. And now. I'm assuming your wife enjoys that as well. No, she freaking hates it. I think it's terrible. <laughs> like, that's a terrible British accent. What are you doing? Um, now, the unfortunate part is that Canada is not anywhere on the list. Probably because they forgot about us, not because we're not worthy of I being... don't know. I... <sighs> when you put America second, like, what does that mean? Okay. This brings up something I've always been interested in. How is it that Americans... Like, so do if, if I go to Britain... Or wherever, it, and I, I have—I don't even view myself as having an accent. Is that sexy for somebody? Like, am I am I an, am I a, am I a, a exotic if I go to a different country and just speak normally? Maybe, but I, I think I think what happens is that it's just about being—it's different, right? I think that's most of the reason why people find yeah. accents. But America—that's the other thing too—is America is such a big place, yeah. like. You can't just say that there's an American accent. I think when people think American accent, if you're not from here, they automatically think of like a Southern accent. Yes. Like sort of a Texas draw kind of a thing. Cowboy, basically. Yes. What they've seen in the movies. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to British accents. We think James Bond. And the article does not hesitate to state that, you know, like (laughs) um, – so yeah, I – 
that's why it doesn't surprise me that, that Canada's not on there because like we ours is just worldwide is a joke. Like the Canadian accent is basically the the Maritimes, and even the Marit. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. The joke is um, Trailer Park Boys or those sure. guys from SCTV, the the drinking buddies, like. Nobody actually sounds like that. Uh, actually, probably somebody sounds like that. But Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Like, that's not a joke. I, I've heard plenty of people. But, but And the same thing can be said about in, in the States where it's like, yeah, you're, 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 you're a weird cowboy. Stop talking. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a solid list. And it's definitely written by an American or – sorry, not an American, but, uh, but <laughs> not a British person. Do you think British people find their uh, – their accent's attractive. Like, uh, that's the other question, right? Like, do you find your own, like, level of accent sexy? Like, if you don't have that accent, are you down a peg? Like, is that how that works? Maybe. I, maybe I don't do you know. just go if down the Brit- list? Like, if, if any you're- Brits are around, then, uh, you know, listening to the show, please let us know. I, I'm curious. I genuinely am. I'm like, we should okay, ask James. We should ask James. We'll ask James. And, and James, I, we should ask James, too. Yeah. All right. Sexy accents. We there should ask who do you find who do you find sexier has a sexier accent, Paul or Ryan? Do you think that'd be weird? Uh, start start off a, a I guess guest, it depends who responds. A guest episode uh, with it, that's the first question we ask James. <laughs> that would certainly make him comfortable. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. We all knew this was going to happen eventually, and I feel like we don't have to talk about this at great length, but I feel at least we should note it. Uh, Stuart's leaving the Daily Show. Oh. I know. And I wanted my one of my goals, I don't live in New York, but one of my goals was to actually see a, a live taping sure of the Daily Show once. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen now. Like yeah. he, he's leaving later this year, and I imagine that can't have been a easy decision for him. But yeah, like the fact that he's leaving leaves a lot of open questions because he, he is a I was I said this on Twitter too. Like is it even possible to follow up with somebody else like well, I mean, not in that format like you'd have to have somebody completely reinvent the thing it's like, funny that, yeah and that's not to say that there aren't any other funny people out there of course there are but that shtick i feel like if you tried to just do it over like just do it the same way Stuart would have done it then it presents a lot of problems well i always like uh, i always like john stewart because it felt like he wasn't putting on he wasn't putting on a show. Uh, he was talking about the news, and he sure. just happened to be funny, and he was very genuine. That's how I got. That's why I've never really liked. Stephen oh, he's Cole. a goof. Yeah, he's a goof. Absolutely for sure. But you're right. You're uh, absolutely right. He's a genuine goof. He's not faking being goofy. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I never really liked the the Colbert Report. You know, I never really liked that show because there's like, is he crazy? I, like, I think you're in the minority there. I I, I know for sure. Colbert. Oh yeah, of course. I I, I yeah. But I don't like any of that uh, uh, that new no, that I, new stuff. But you know what? I, that's fine. That's, that's fine. totally fine. I will go on living my life, not enjoying now. Stephen Col- Stephen Colbert on uh, on the Late Show coming up or whatever he's taking that, over for. Yeah, that's that'll be, be great. That'll be fine. well. I I you, it, I mean to borrow your point, mm. Colbert is going to. I have to imagine he's not going to be Stephen Colbert, the person he's been portraying himself to be. For, since forever no he'll be a normal like, human being like i think he's going to be himself and nobody i you know we obviously we have some idea of what he's like but 
yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see if the Colbert of the Colbert Report is going to translate to the you know a, a late night show. It'll be jarring for some, but we'll get through it together, folks. I know. Um, but who, yeah, who do you like? You got John Oliver off to HBO. You got a lot uh, of talent has gone through there, man. A lot yeah. of talent. Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, obviously. John Oliver now has his own thing, which is a great show, by the way. What about you, Rob if, Riggle? What if they bring Rob Riggle back? Yeah, I'm not a. No, no. I liked Wyatt Snack. I mm. liked um, uh, how oh, I forget his name now. Like there was a there was a. Uh, I this is gonna sound kind of sound racist. I don't know him by any other way. He was the Mexican anchor. Okay, I know <laughs> like, he, there was yeah. only one. I can't remember. <laughs> but his he was name. he was great. Like he is great. I think he's still there. But uh, yeah, uh, Riggle's fine. There are just some. There are some people that I could take or leave. But uh, you know, it, just in terms of raw talent, there's definitely there there's definitely a great pedigree going through there. Yeah, I don't know who they'll get. No, they are getting a replacement host, right? See that's the thing. I know they are, but again, I don't think I don't think they can have the same format. I really don't. Yeah. Uh All right, moving on again. Ryan, what? People trust Canada. They do. I and I kind of get that. I don't blame them for trusting us. So, what's the deal? Like you guys are like among the most trusted businesses ever. Yeah, it, according to this article on the Huffington Post, they uh, they've probably reposted someone's infographic that states that uh, Canada is the second most trusted global country. In, wow, you know, so uh, only behind Sweden, and of, of course, like for some reason, you wouldn't just mention, "Hey, did you know Sweden's number one?" No, they just jump straight to Canada. Like, and there's a there's a really it's a really good graph. Uh, the states is around the middle, sixty five percent. Canada's sure. only seventy five percent trusted. Um, but yeah, like what companies worldwide, like would be headquartered in Canada that would make an impact worldwide? Like Tim Hortons? I have no idea. Maybe? Like what I, else is there? I'll be honest. I know the only Canadian businesses that I know of are because of the discussions that you and I have had. I would Sears, never have known otherwise. maybe? No, that's, that's an American company. <laughs> um, I, I don't like how far down we are. We're at 65% the United States is. I think Walmart is mostly to blame on that one, probably. I, I don't – yes, absolutely Walmart is to blame, but <laughs> not only Walmart. Not, no. Like, we just well, – we got a lot of problems with trustworthiness. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, Is it like everyone just treats like Tim Hortons as a Canadian embassy in other countries and maybe that's why it's the most I trusted? I don't know. Right? I mean if – I've always wondered that, and I, I don't know. Like, is Tim Horton? I, wasn't Tim Hortons like slowly encroaching on the states? Yeah, they've uh, they've got a lot of they've got locations in the states, not quite as densely populated as here in Canada. But with their merger with Burger King, I think they've announced like a huge expansion into the states again. Well, know. good for them, man. I, I think that we could probably use the competition. Yeah, yeah. I, well, good, good for you guys, right? We try. Like, by the way. Just for our all the American listeners, uh, these are the following people that are more trusted than the United States: Perfect. Japan at not, at sixty eight percent, Netherlands at sixty nine, the UK, Switzerland, Germany, Canada, and then Sweden, all of whom are more trusted than us. But you can rest assured that France and Mexico are below the United they States. They are. <laughs> That's got to mean something, right? And Russia and China and India. Fantastic. Good yeah. job. 
Oh, yeah. We, uh, it's high praise, folks. High praise. Yep. I love Mexico's at the bottom. That kind of sucks. I feel bad. Yeah, poor Mexico. I mean, it's those it's those uh, drug cartels that are kind of bringing the whole thing down. <laughs> sure. I think it's more political corruption, but sure. We'll go with, we'll go with drug cartels. I don't know. I, I went to Mexico I don't once. know either. I know you should be an expert. What the hell? Well, that's not how it works. You don't go to you don't. Go, yeah, I don't know. That was probably offensive. The two things that we just said were probably offensive. To, I think it was had, being very reasonable. Uh, Ryan, be honest. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of yoga pants? Uh, my wife loves them, and I like I, I like when my wife wears them. Yoga <laughs> pants are fantastic. There but, you go. That <laughs> way to go. That's probably the most diplomatic way you could have phrased that. Fantastic. Well, I just, you know, I'm probably going to not show this article to my wife because, like, geez, those are not yoga pants. I, I don't know. Those what are, are tights. Those, they're very different. <laughs> uh, a gentleman from mm-hmm. Montana is uh, trying to ban yoga pants. Yeah. Now, this is – re- Representative David Moore, Republican, uh, drafted Bill. House Bill number 365, in response to a group of naked cyclists that came through his town back in August. And so this is, among other things, like the way the bill is phrased. And the way, and he explicitly says this, yoga pants should be illegal in public anyway. And to me, sir, that is your problem. Yeah. If you have unhappy feelings because somebody is wearing yoga pants in public, I okay. I, I don't yeah like i mean you're not fantastic not, yeah if you're if you maybe like reword it and just attach this image up top to the bill and say like okay yoga pants are fine just not these yoga pants because that is like wore these yoga pants should be fine yeah like probably they like prevent uh, see it's so generic gives the appearance or stimulates a person's buttocks genitals pelvic area or the female nipple What's wrong with the male nipple? <laughs> well, I... strikes me as entirely his problem. It does. Like maybe he, I just yeah, maybe he doesn't like nipples. I don't know. Maybe he's not a nipple guy, Paul. Like, he well, could... he's like, apparently people are getting hung up on the female nipple portion. He, he's, of cer- this. he's certainly not a butt man, that's for sure. Trying to ban yoga pants. Come on. Right, whatever. I, I don't think people should be I, I don't think people should be, you know, naked in public i mean there's a, such a thing as public indecency you know what but, maybe they I should mean, do yoga pants really dude are that's a slippery slip waiting they, they need to attach the bill like just ban having your pants around your ankles as well right you'd think that'd be more offensive like i literally <laughs> saw a dude walking around uh the mall or something the other day and i i, I or no it wasn't it was a it was at a work for an exhibition show and there was a guy and he was literally wearing his boxers, and then at the bottom of the boxers were his pants. And I turned to a, a friend of mine, and he's like, do you think he lost a bet? Or no, do you think he, he's trying to win a bet by saying, like, I bet you I can walk around the exhibition with my... No, with my, that's definitely a losing bet. Like, with, that is... He is he is fulfilling his fiduciary duty and and performing because he lost a bet. But either way, like, do you think he, do you think he lost a bet trying to win a bet, like trying to do just a stunt to have like basically wear his boxers. And then at the tip top bottom of the tip bottom of his boxers are his pants. And, <laughs> and I'm like, that's just, that just looks uncomfortable. Have you, have yeah. you ever tried wearing pants? 
Like, I know I'm sounding like Have old I tried man. wearing pants? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not right now. It's Saturday morning. I mean, come on. Uh, let's be real here. We, I do the show bottomless and topless. Right. There, there you go. This guy would not like our show if it was a video show. <laughs> there would be na- male, be banned, Ryan. male nipples all over. But see if you're from I- Montana, if, like, if you're from Montana and you listen to the show, I would love to hear your opinion on this and, uh, you know, like, wear some sexy yoga pants Dude, in public. Just no to, one's going to appreciate this bill because, like, like you no, said, like it's lose lose. He should have known that. Women too. like to wear yoga pants, or else they wouldn't wear yoga pants. Like you, you see some of the stuff. I that, have heard tell that yoga pants are comfortable. Yeah, not for me. I think they chafe like a motherfucker. But like, geez, <laughs> I've never tried. Well, I've never either. I just chafe sounds like the right word, doesn't it? <laughs> I yeah, I think, dude. I don't think you can back out of that now. Well, <laughs> unless we move to this email we got. Indeed, sir. Excellent transition. Uh, Jeff, fantastic. Thank you for writing in, first of all. Uh, and, dude, this is kind of a heavy one. Yeah. And, and you know, and I'm uh, – I think that he wanted us to respond to it because he wrote to us. And mm-hmm. if you ever write into us and you say you just don't want it read on the air, you just want to tell us something, please specify that. <laughs> I, I just – I yeah, I just wanted to make – I. It is heavy. <clears throat> no, uh and I'll summarize Jeff's email. Apparently, he is his. I don't. He didn't say whether his child was a he or she. But son. Ch- his son. Is it his son? Yeah. Oh, your son. You're right. He did say that. Uh, he has a compromised immune system, mm-hmm. and he needed a liver transplant after a battle with cancer. And right off the bat, dude, that sucks. I am yeah. sorry. Like I've, you know, my son. He had surgery when he was real little too, but he had eye surgery, and that was not like a life threatening thing. I can only imagine what that that. that sucks uh but as a result he is unable to receive vaccinations because he doesn't have the immune system to build up antibodies to actually fight the virus because that's the way the vaccination works you get a very very small portion of the virus in order to build up immunity for it and yeah i mean what happens as a result is that if you don't he himself the the son doesn't have vaccination and the best guard against that disease mm-hmm. is being in a population that doesn't have the disease, which it would work great. But the anti-vaxxers are having a resurgence, are causing a resurgence, I think that's fair to say, of the disease. So it's no longer safe for his son to be in public or mm-hmm. rather be around people who aren't vaccinated. Yeah. That ugh. I see. I hadn't considered that. Thank you, Jeff. I had not thought about that. Yeah, no, that's a really that's a really good point. I mean, most of the arguments against the anti-vaxxers are that you are killing either your kids or other people's kids by not vaccinating. See, I was, uh, and I had phrased it last week mm-hmm. by saying that you are jeopardizing your own child's life yeah. by or health, general health by not doing this. And theoretically, Jeff took it a step further and said, yeah. "No, you're risking other children too." Yeah, and that sucks. Like that, that takes it to another level. And and I mean, theoretically, if you are you are yourself an anti-vaxxer and you're not giving your kids the the vaccine, then if they get infected, you're also putting yourself in danger. Yeah. But most yeah. cases, you are not. You are already vaccinated. <laughs> you know, we had this argument last. You know, last week that was an argument you made. Like most of the anti-vaxxers were vaccinated because yeah. their parents were stupid. Unless you're like a second or third generation anti-vaxxer, and then. Man, that's uh, uh, you're alive. Congratulations! That's a shitty bloodline right there. 
So, and you po- and Jeff, you posed the question at the end: uh, Should my son have to fight for his life again and again due to non-vaccinated children at school? And you know, I was talking about it with Aaron uh, earlier today. Sure. And it brings up an interesting point. Like in Huntington Beach, like not far from where I live, mm-hmm. they sent every child. There was an outbreak in Hunt- in the school district. They sent every child who wasn't vaccinated home yeah. because there was an outbreak. And I got to say, I think that's kind of a good idea. I'm like, I don't care that, 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 that you know, they have the right to make that decision, I suppose. Though, I, yeah. that, though that's debatable. You, you, it gets tough with, with this sort of stuff because it's like it's the same thing with like allergies and peanut butter. Like, you know, I've, yeah. I've, 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 I've heard good people like mothers argue like, you know, oh, there's a kid with a peanut butter allergy in his class, and now I can't have him pe- let him take peanut butter. And the kid's asking why I can't have peanut butter, and I have to explain why I can't have peanut butter. It's terrible. It's like, well, yeah. you're helping out society by not taking peanut butter into the classroom. It's the same argument. And, like, once you start taking people's freedoms away, people start to get, like, really antsy for some reason. Like, they well, just ignore I the – get f- that. But they ignore the fact that by by limiting those freedoms, you are helping society be a better place. Sure, and, sure, and I get that. Now, you know, but see, we're not giving you a curfew. We're just saying don't take peanut butter into the classroom or get your vaccination, stuff like that. I I get that, um, but the thing is, is that there are two conflicting problems here. Sure, or rather, there's a there's a conflict between you know civil rights. One is you have a right to an education. Yes, but you also have a right to not at the moment. Right to not vaccinate or vaccinate your children. So, yeah. But see, the other like, thing too you, is in Canada, I'm pretty sure there are laws in place that for they forbid you from not educating your children. That, okay, there you go. That's a that's a different issue, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I don't know if that's a thing here. Like, I I, I don't know. There might be there not might not be like a, an explicit rule, and you're kind of damning your kid. But no, he's never going to get a job without a high school education or the equivalent. Like, you sure. can homeschool your kid, and that's they. I guess it's not a law, but like you're just you're handicapping your kid by not ha- allowing him to have some sort of piece of paper that says no, that no. he is at least yay smart and is allowed to ride the job ride. You know, like. Yeah. It's, no, yeah, I get that. Hmm. I get that completely. Whoa, hey. my son totally agrees. He's on hi, board. Hey. You want to say hi to everybody? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is my cue to wrap up the show. Uh, once again, Jeff, thank you for the feedback, and yeah, we love sure. hearing feedback. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant dot com is the place to do this. And you know what? I'm going to play the outro music. Yeah. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com is the email address. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting our show. Uh, and yeah, we, who knows? We may have live shows in the future. Question mark? Maybe. Let us know. Uh, we, we also love reviews on iTunes. Five stars. I don't even care. You know, don't evaluate the show like you should be. Just give us five stars and then tell us why, you know, you should educate children. I don't know. It's important. Uh, my Twitter account is Peace Wickard. Ryan's is R. Murphy. Ryan, it's a show. Yeah, we did it. And Two weeks in a row. I know. It's a trend. 